listeners welcome to itihasa a indic history podcast and you're listening to episode 44 of the season vijayanagara the last few months have been extremely harsh and brutal for india and indians all over the world this deadly virus that had surged in india in the last few months had tested the healthcare system and our nerves to the limits my whole family back home in india back in april and may had tested positive with covid and my own sister went through considerable pain and trauma battling a serious lung infection in the icu by god's grace and the efforts of the hard working doctors her life was saved from the edge and the rest of my family too recovered fortunately there are thousands out there whose family members or a loved one might have succumbed to this pandemic in spite of the best of treatments i offer my heartfelt condolences to each and every one who has lost someone close and dear i've personally heard of so many of my acquaintances family and friends going through a lot on the personal front or even more tragic hundreds and thousands of those who couldn't afford a treatment get a bed in the hospital or even an oxygen cylinder to just keep breathing the least each of us could do is to offer not just our moral support but also financial support or help our neighbors friends and family in kind i humbly request all my listeners out there to be extremely cautious not venture out without mask even assuming you're fully vaccinated at least till the dust settles each one of us has to do our part to turn back this tide and restore a semblance of peace if you haven't yet gotten vaccinated please do at the earliest now that's out of the way let us pick up the story from where we left in the last episode in the last episode we looked at the multiple conflicts between the arch rivals of vijayanagara and bahmani sultanate during the reign of devaraya the one we witnessed the dramatic showdown between feroz shah bahmani and devaraya one ending in the humiliation of the former devaraya one finally has his revenge after being humiliated in the hands of his rival earlier we had ended the previous episode with the mental breakdown and eventual death of feroz shah after his crushing defeat in his last conflict with devaraya the one his son sultan ahmed shah bahmani had succeeded the dead sultan in revenge for the havoc done by devaraya the one ahmed shah declared a new war on vijayanagara and marched southwards with his army devaraya one had no other alternative but to accept this challenge as usual with the rise of vijayanagara he revived the alliance with the king of varangal and moved with his own troops to the banks of the tungabhadra here he was encamped waiting for the enemy soon after amach also arrived on the north bank of the river where he camped opposite the hindu army devaraya's instructions to his army were to prevent the muslim troops from crossing the river but in spite of precautions after 40 days the sultan's troops crossed it at a distance 
and by a fortunate accident made Devaraya a prisoner. How this exactly happened is unknown. When this news got out, the Vijayanagara force lost heart and began a hasty retreat. Devaraya the one, however, soon escaped and rejoined his forces. And the scattered forces rallied and order was once again restored. Unfortunately though, Devaraya's Varangal allies had already deserted him, thinking he was captured. And Devaraya too considered his initial capture unlucky and of some bad omen. So Devaraya laid aside his original plan of engaging the Bahmani forces in the field and retreated to Vijayanagara. With the Vijayanagara forces retreating from the field, Ahmed Shah took this as weakness and overran the open country. And as part of this pillage of the Vijayanagara countryside, the Bahmani forces destroyed many temples and burned down many villages. Ahmed Shah laid aside all humanity and wherever he went, he massacred men, women and children without mercy, contrary to the treaty previously made by the previous Sultan. Whenever the number of the slain amounted to 20,000, he halted for three days and made a festival in celebration of the bloodletting and savagery. Exasperated with these insults of their gods, temples and the incessant atrocities against the people, a body of 5,000 Vijayanagara soldiers took an oath to assassinate him at the first favourable opportunity. They lay in wait to ambush the Sultan and his bodyguards. Once the Sultan, having gone on a hunt 12 miles from his camp, somehow got himself separated from his companions. The lurking band of Hindu soldiers took advantage of this chance and pounced upon him. Ahmad Shah and his followers retired to a mud enclosure close by and defended themselves as best they could for some time. When the pressing Hindus were about to overpower them, the Sultan's armor-bearer, Abdul Khadir, came to his master's rescue with a body of troops. Soon a general struggle ensued between both the camps, in which according to Farishta, the Hindu soldiers were pushed back with the loss of 100 men, and the Bahmani losses being about 500 men. After this event, the Sultan marched on Vijayanagara and laid siege to it. As a result, the citizens of the capital were reduced to great distress and Devaraya sued for peace. The Sultan agreed to this on condition that Devaraya consented to pay the tribute of all the unpaid years and have this tribute carried on his best elephants and escorted by his own son with all pomp and honour to the Bahmani camp outside the capital. Devaraya agreed to this demand and sent his son with 30 elephants laden with the treasure. The Sultan raised the siege and left Vijayanagara accompanied by Devaraya's son. After his arrival on the banks of Krishna river, he sent the Raya's son back and himself proceeding to the Bahmani capital of Gulbarga. With this, yet another war between the Vijayanagara and Bahamini's had ended. But it was followed by a brutal drought throughout the Deccan and Karnataka that distressed the populations of both the kingdoms up until 1424 CE for two long years. In spite of these setbacks, Vijayanagara 
soon recovered its strength making devaraya the once reign memorable in the empire the long years of peace that followed this war stirred the literary and religious talents of the people of the empire as nothing else had done for half a century before the sanctity of holy hampi the attractions of the imperial city and more than all the extraordinary interest of the king in literary and religious matters attracted a multitude of gifted men from far and near after the death of devaraya the 1 devaraya the 2's relations with the bahmani kingdom however continued to be hostile soon after his accession in 1436 ce sultan alauddin the 2 sent his brother muhammad against vijayanagara to recover the arrears of the tribute and devaraya the second had to pay a large amount the vijayanagara armies up until that point did not have consistent successes in their contests with bahmani forces to remedy this devaraya the second held a council of his nobility to explore the causes of bahmani successes and devise means of counteracting them and he soon discovered that the failure of his soldiers was mainly due to the inferior horses and deficiency in the skill of horseback archery to remedy this devaraya the second put in place new reforms and made muslim mercenaries and soldiers eligible for service in the vijayanagara army devaraya also allowed the free exercise of their religion while in service and even constructed a mosque in the capital for their use it is said that a quran was placed before his throne that they might perform the ceremony of obeisance in his presence without sinning against their laws the hindu soldiers in the vijayanagara army learnt new archery and cavalry techniques and this was followed up with a complete reorganization of the army after this reorganization the vijayanagara army became a much more efficient and lethal striking force there were approximately around 2000 muslim soldiers 60000 hindu soldiers trained and skilled in archery 80000 cavalry and 200000 infantry armed with pikes swords and lances sometime after the above events an incident of considerable magnitude happened in 1443 ce at vijayanagara and this was recorded by the central asian traveler abdur razak in his accounts it is recorded that a brother of the emperor devaraya the second who was desperate to gain the throne hatched a conspiracy to assassinate devaraya and attempt a coup under the pretext of feeding the royal guests on the occasion of building a new palace the scheming brother invited important officers of the state from the emperor's faction on their arrival one by one was dispatched by specially appointed assassins luckily though the emperor had earlier excused himself from this feast claiming he wasn't feeling well after the assassination of the emperor's officers at his palace the brother rushes to the emperor's royal palace catches him off guard and strikes him multiple blows with his dagger when the emperor falls down bleeding with these blows his brother thinks that the emperor is dead 
and his excitement rushes to the palace portico and proclaims himself the new emperor in front of the nobility that were assembled there luckily devaraj the second wasn't dead and only seriously injured when the bleeding emperor arrives in the portico his brother is apprehended and is put to death on the spot after this devaraja exacts his revenge against everyone who was part of this conspiracy tortures and puts to death all of them and their family members to send a strong message when the news of the supposed assassination attempt of devaraja initially reached the bahmani capital of gulbarga there was naturally a great celebration among them sultan alauddin who was then the bahmani ruler decided that it was a favorable time to attack and crush vijayanagara for once and all an excuse was soon found a message was sent to devaraja ii demanding the usual payment of 7 lakh varahas the vijayanagara emperor was visibly irritated with this and asked his bahmani rival to prepare for a war instead and with this it was the start of the 10th vijayanagara bahmani war in 1443 ce devaraja's plan was to take the offensive himself and try if possible to recover the fertile raichur doab which had been lost in a previous war so he sent his two sons to capture raichur and bankapur while he himself crossed the tungabhadra river and suddenly took the fortress of mudgal after which he marched to the banks of krishna river where he encamped from there he sent out detachments to plunder the enemy country as far as sagar and bijapur hearing this the sultan alauddin marched with an army of 50000 horses and 60000 infantry and a considerable train of artillery on his approach devaraya changes tactics by shifting his ground and returning to mudgal under whose walls he again encamped then he detached a large portion of his army to harass the sultan who had halted at a distance of 12 miles from the fort from this place he sent his officers to engage raya and his two sons who were besieging raichur and bankapur in one of these minor battles devaraya's eldest son was wounded and driven out from raichur soon his other son also had to raise the siege of bankapur and retire the two main armies next met at mudgal between them three big battles were fought in the course of two months as usual in the first fight the vijayanagara army was greatly successful and the bahmani suffered a great deal but in the others the sultan was victorious in the last fight the eldest son of devaraya was killed and the vijayanagara army retreated into the fortress of mudgal devaraya saw that there was a stalemate and had no option but to sue for peace both the rivals in the end agreed to each other's conditions and declared a ceasefire that lasted until his death devaraya the second reign marks the golden age of the first dynasty he was the last great personality among the kings of sangama line that ruled vijayanagara after his death his younger brother vijay devaraya ruled for a short time but devaraya the second son mallikarjuna who was then governing the now shimoga district 
was the last to forego his claims to the throne which had been his by right since the death of his father very soon mallikarjuna secured the upper hand and drove his rivals out of the country interestingly the bahmani sultan after learning that devaraya the second's eventual successor mallikarjuna was young and inexperienced started preparing for a war in order to wipe off the disgrace of former defeats with this end in view he sought the alliance of the powerful gajapati ruler of orissa the gajapatis who had an intense rivalry with the vijayanagara were eager to form this alliance and lay their hands on the vijayanagara territories and with this we shall end this episode and the third part of the vijayanagara gajapati war mini series i sincerely hope the listeners enjoyed this episode if you did please hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and a review wherever it is that you're listening a huge thank you for taking the time to listen to the show i hope to see you soon in the next episode till then this is narendra vikram your host and narrator signing off hope you have a great week ahead